0: Today on the trials of modern life, in this era where youth is revered and adored and adults aren't adults anymore but just big kids, my guest is going to dare to be different, to have his voice heard above the playground cacophony and parental reassurances and indulgence, to shout loudly so those lean, hoodie-wearing slackers with their underpants pulled high and their tracky dacks slung low... Can better hear him, Ian Parmenter is going to dare to say what others dare not, and I want you to lean in close and listen and then reach for the telephone on one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Ian Parmenter is here to reveal oh well, everything I
1: know about being kicked in the back in aircraft by the little horror, of being sat in a restaurant next to a table of little screamers, of trying to buy things in a supermarket and people are tugging at mother and mother saying, Oh, shut up! Shut up! You're not going to get those bitches! I've told you before! That kind of stuff, I think, is what we're dealing with here today, Jeff.
0: I've got no idea what you could possibly be talking about. <laughs> i got
2: the answer. I should Wait, Oh,
3: Jesus, you know. Oh, oh,
4: you I to Cut to see who's going to go first. It's you!
0: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, you don't do. You? No, I no, can tell. And
1: you're, you're a very good parent, and I can tell that. Just, well, just I can tell by how relaxed you are uh, yeah. talking about children usually.
0: Uh, it it uh, reflects a, a childish uh, attitude on mm-hmm. my behalf. Yes. I haven't forgotten what it's like to be a kid, No, um, and I love being a parent to yes. my kids. well, you do. But I think that might be one of the issues here, um, because and, and yesterday, I mentioned this briefly to Ian, but... Yesterday, in the last, the dying seconds of the program, I said, and tomorrow, Ian Parmenta hates children. I know. And you sent me a little email. Immediately I did. Just a little gentleman saying,
1: just, it's not quite true. It's not quite true at all. In fact, um, I, I love children. And anyone who knows me would say, yes, you do. I mean, you adore kids. You have kids around You've all the time. You've never knowingly
0: killed one I've, or I've run them no, over? No, no,
1: I no. I mean, I've always adored kids and kids in the right place. But I was a bit fired up last week when I heard that story of of That wonderful green senator who was kicking up the fuss about uh, yeah. taking the toddler into the Senate, and I was just thinking um, along the lines of, you know, for instance, Dr. Fiona Wood operating away in her in her operating theatre and Mom. having, and she's got something like six kids. She doesn't Mommy. take the kids into the into the. Operating Can I have theater. a go? Yeah, yeah. Or the conductor on the stage conducting an orchestra, and all the kids of the orchestra are all. Do playing. I blow in this bit? Exactly. <laughs> You know, there's a time and a place, Jeff. And actually, interestingly enough, I had breakfast after I would uh, finished with Ian Cameron this morning, when he finished with me. Yeah. I went and had breakfast in a in an eatery in my neck of the woods, and sitting next to me was a table with a mother, who it turned out was from Melbourne, and three tiny kids. And they drew. The three kids drew on the not on the tablecloth, because yeah. they have sensibly they have white paper and they provide crayons. For yes, the kids. yes. These kids were adorable, and yeah. I said to the mother, look. As they were leaving, do you think I might have that uh, drawing that they've all done? And the kids signed the drawing and they were absolutely superb. I have no yeah. No problem with them. Uh, we've it's were, the other ones. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, what I want to do, before, before we take calls about people and their attitudes to children, and, and I'm really keen to hear from people who mm. just said, I didn't want to have children, yeah. didn't, didn't want to bring them into the world, didn't want the responsibilities, don't think I should pay taxes mm. uh, to indulge them. Um, but I want to learn a bit more about you. Mm. I want to know where this comes from. Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: Um, well, look, I, I came from, a, um, I came from a, a sort of extended home in... Uh, in London, so there was a, a, a large family living in the house. It was yep. my grandparents living downstairs with my uncle Les, who yeah. never married, never had kids, and never left home as far as I can gather. Yeah. Uh, and then upstairs there was uh, my parents, my brother and I. So oh, – or sorry, on me. And um, so we, um, we had a sort of classic sort of London post-war um, upbringing, went to the local primary school. Would have been a noisy house? Um, well, it, there was a lot of cooking, I know, because my yeah. grandmother cooked professionally and my mother loved to cook upstairs. So there was a lot of cooking, very much a family-centered dining scene. So that every night we all had dinner together in the one – in the one dining room, yeah, and um, went to I went to a primary school in London, and then moved to several other cities in London. Went to different primary schools, and probably uh regretted the fact that each time I moved to a new school, I had to make new friends and lost the old friends.
0: Did you make friends? Uh, I'm not a psychologist, look, you know that, um, but my questions that. will be quite searching. Uh,
1: it was hard to make friends when you know that you're only going to be in a place for a short time. I think that's, that's the harder thing. Uh, then um, my parents moved to Belgium when I was nine yeah. and fortunately took me with them. Now, my parents are very... What do you um, mean, fortunately? Well, I, I did misbehave a bit. Sh- did I did, you? Not, I did you? misbehave. Did you? Yes, I was, just cu- I was a curious child. So I'd try all sorts of naughty things yes,
0: with, I like this. with the curious stove. Child, so yes. I was
1: curious. And I think most, most boys and girls are very curious at young age. So yes. I, used to, I used to do experiments around the house. And,
0: okay, and, experiments. Yes. These are all good words. The I'm writing words. them all down.
1: So I used, to, I used to explore a lot. But my father was very strict, very sort of Victorian. My mother was a, a was a softie, still is. Okay. But she still treats me as her little boy, even when I go and visit. It's, yeah. Even though I'm in my 60s and she's... Nineteenth year. Uh, she still treats me as the little boy and went to Belgium and went into a Montessori school. So there was that kind of lib- it was actually the second Montessori school, I believe, that was created by Maria Montessori. Went there for three years and then was hurled into an English boarding school. Wow. So I went from yeah. from that kind of artist art yes, free expression mon- free expression don't roll up your paper. To canings and uh, you know abusive behavior by prefects and spent the last six years there. So I think I'm probably a pretty muddled personality. Yeah,
0: but you actually know a lot. of You would, you should, you would know a lot about kids, though. I do. Because I you've had so many experiences. The, you, the yeah. curious child, then going to, a, going to a lot of different environments, right. going to a school that, that back in those days mm. would have been very unusual that it was such a free-spirited exactly. environment, then suddenly going into the... High discipline, probably quite lonely world of a boarding school. It was appalling.
1: I mean, the bullying was. Uh, I mean, we hear about cyberbullying now. It's nothing really. Well, it must be. It must be appalling. But mm. it, the bullying, and when you're in a, a boarding situation where there's no escape anywhere, mm. uh, yes, of course, it's serious stuff. And canings. I mean, you know, talk about you know, don't slap a child. Never slap a child. Um, you know, it's, it's never necessary. I'm sure it isn't. But the fact is that I'm sure that being caned a few times never really did any permanent damage. Although you might argue that, well. <laughs> Not by the way you're reacting to children, but um, you know I just believe that that children need definite boundaries. Every every psychologist should be saying, well, probably is saying, children need boundaries. And, I'm, and I noted in some some reading that I was doing that um, that somebody from the Battersea Dogs Home in in England said, you said if this. your kids are behaving badly, treat them like a dog. Says Battersea Home, Dogs Home behaviour expert. And you know why not? You can't. How can you actually rationalise with with children who barely have a vocabulary, let alone you know the powers of reasoning? And then you hear you hear parents saying, "Oh no, would you like this?" And, and you know they do something wrong, and it's now you realise that what you've done is maybe. Can you realise the impact that's had on little <laughs> Natasha? The fact that you tweaked her ears like that. You know this kind of stuff. Yes, Look, and I think there's too much of it.
0: Um, How to train your child or dog. Distract their attention by exchanging the item for something equally tempting. It's a common scenario for many a harassed mother. You're in the supermarket and your little darling starts playing up. Forget the naughty step or call-off corner. The best way to handle misbehaving toddlers is to treat them like a dog. They claim that because young children and animals are unable to communicate verbally, both need to be shown what is and what is not acceptable behavior, yes. rub their noses yes. in it.
1: And consistency. I mean, that's the one thing. We all know You'd be it. a
0: fantastic father.
1: I, well, look, I would. I am a fantastic uncle. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I am.
0: Yeah, that's all care and responsibility, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. You send them home at the end of the day, which is lovely.
0: And we want to hear your stories, you know, about youngins, but we want yeah. to we want to warm you up with a bit of this. Mm. Oh, Honey, please, you're in the way. Can't I
5: help you, Mum? Well, okay. Let's see. Can you do the cranberry sauce? Yeah. Where is it? The can is in the cupboard on the bottom shelf. Here? No, 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 the other shelf. Oh, got it. Now what? Open the can. No problemo. Where's the can opener? It's in the second drawer from the right. No, 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 the other one. Oh, I got you. It's broken, Mom. Mom, it's broken.
2: Mom, it's broken. Mom, it's broken. Mom, it's broken. Mom, it's broken. I
4: don't think
6: that it's broken, honey. Here, let me try.
4: Here
2: you go. La cranberry sauce a la Bart. Just stick it in the refrigerator when you're done, Bart.
7: Bart? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And yeah. in real life, yeah. that's a mother saying, "If I want something done, I'll do it myself." Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to come to you from another way here, Ian. one three hundred triple 720 if you'd like to be part of this discussion. And I think they should be your listeners. Yeah, like. uh, we, we've got yeah. lots of texts yeah. coming in and we'd like to hear from you whether you think this is a, maybe a, a, a harsh assessment or just a real dose of reality. As I say, these are youth-obsessed times. Um, you would like to encourage a young person in the kitchen to yep. learn the skills that will take them on to the next stage. Um But there's no doubt there is a fair trial in, as we just heard, uh, Marge having to do everything herself, Mm -hmm. takes twice the time, Mm -hmm. kid shows almost no initiative, Mm -hmm. uh, and then walks away as if he's achieved everything. Yes. I know it's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I took my mother warehouse shopping. A big sign at the door said, no children allowed. Uh, Mum thought that was great. She may never shop retail again. Jeff in Mount Lawley says, an old Irish saying, a man who hates kids you know this? Man who hates kids but loves whiskey. Yep. Can't be all that bad. Mm. And Stephen Bunbury, Jeff, I love kids but I couldn't eat a whole one. <laughs> and Lindsay says, I love small children, so does my pit bull. So we're getting oh,
1: we're getting there in the and the uh, flavour. And I think W.C. Fields, I think we could quote him, are ah, the patter of little feet around the house. There's nothing like having a midget for a butler, which is a terribly politically incorrect thing to say these days.
0: <laughs> it is a dreadful thing to say. Of course, the other things that kids do uh, a lot is ask... Questions. Now, I've got a certain amount of patience, but does it run out? Heaven is for people.
5: Will my dog, Pepper, be there?
0: I'm sorry, but the answer is no.
5: Why not? What about my cat, Snowball?
0: I'm sorry, but the answer
5: is no. Will there be cavemen in heaven? Certainly not. Um, ma'am, what if you're a really
4: good person, but you're in a really, really bad fight, and your leg gets gangrene and it has to be amputated? Will it be waiting for you in heaven? For the last time, Bart, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, I guess one of the issues, Anne, yeah. is, is do you, yeah. a, as an adult, seek mm. some respite from children? Do you want oh, to yes. know that you can go places the kids just aren't going to be there, even nice ones doing little crayon drawings on Butchers Park?
1: Yes, and it's not, it's not just me. I mean, it's the people. I, I take these groups of people to France, and I often get parents who, who will leave their, their children behind with grandparents or whoever who say, I just want to be somewhere with grown-up people for some respite. And uh, yes, I mean, I'm, I'm glad of it. And I'd like to know that those places are available.
0: To now, me. when these things happen, when these things make the news, they make the news in a big way. Kane Randall runs a child-free spa retreat in the southwest. Now, when his place made the news a few weeks ago, he got a, a massive response. Uh, some people, of course, say, you mean he can actually have a business where children are not allowed? Probably went down very well. Kane, good morning to you.
4: Good morning, Jeff.
0: Now, what's wrong with have the kids running amok at a spa retreat?
4: Um, I don't know. I think you should ask, ask our guests.
0: <laughs> uh, what would you not like if you were having a bit of face work done,
1: Ian? Well, it wouldn't be the face work. It's just, you know, just sometimes it's just nice to have just grown-ups around. And Kane, uh, good morning to you. I've actually stayed um, at Kane's place and, uh, you know, glad of just not having... It's, you know, not, And normally it's like, the, it's like the lovely family that was sitting at the next table. You can't guarantee that you'll get the lovely family at the next table over breakfast. You might get the, the table from hell, and there's very little you can do about it. And why shouldn't somebody running a, an accommodation unit somewhere say no it's going to be it's going to be grown-ups only
4: i'm yeah. all for
0: it did you cop a bit of flack kane
4: um we we, we coped quite a bit of flack in the sense that we had to go to the state administrative uh, tribunal and seek an exemption from the equal opportunities act which we were unsuccessful in doing
0: okay can um, you tell us a bit about that because uh, i wouldn't d- didn't realize that you would have to uh, jump through so many hoops to justify your entitlement do only have adults at your place. Tell us a bit about that battle then.
4: Well, the, battle, the battleground was commenced by a lady with a three-year-old and we got a letter from the Equal Opportunity Commission saying the three-year-old was taking us to court because we discriminated against the three-year-old on the basis of age.
0: Now, did you, Kane, Did you discriminate against well, the three-year-old?
4: Well, apparently we did so in our advertising by saying that we didn't cater for children. Um, she never tried to book here. Um, she just took 14 similar retreats around the southwest, 14 in total I think to the Equal Opportunity Commission, saying that our advertising um, was discriminatory on the basis of age because we use the, use the phrase adult retreat.
0: Cain, what was her motivation for doing so? Is it, was it, you know, it, it didn't sound like a mum then just saying, I wanted to come to your place and I wanted my three-year-old to come, but you said I couldn't. It seemed like a very conscious uh, kind of decision to try and, and, and stop you doing what you do?
4: Well, she, as I say, she, 14 adult retreats around the Australia, Southwest West got, got this... Um, got this letter from the Equal Opportunity Commission and she was saying in view of the fact that we were discriminatory, then she would accept uh, two or three nights free accommodation for her friends in peak season, uh, gratis. So, we had to have a reconciliatory three-way conversation. When I pointed out that I get emails like that every day and we call it a scam, and she got most upset. Um, and she said it's not a scam it's a matter of principle and i said well i'm not giving you 3 nights free accommodation because i think it's ridiculous and i said so let's go to the equal opportunity commission and see what happens
0: okay what's the consequence been kane
4: the consequence has been we had fantastic publicity <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course
4: our, our bookings absolutely rocketed yeah um, it got picked up it was it was picked up initially by someone in the west reading the State Administrative Tribunal's website picked this up, rang us and said, "said this is, this is a landmark decision. Because we had applied, there is a, the, the strange thing is, in the Equal Opportunity Act, the, the good old lawmakers that wrote this thing were trying to think of all the circumstances that would come up. And they, they thought of um, circumstances where premises wouldn't be suitable for children. And they wrote a paragraph in there that said you are automatically, have an exception to the act if, for reasons of um, occupational health and safety, you discriminate on the basis of age. So when when we got this um, letter from Equal Opportunity Commission, we pointed out we've got swimming pool, open fish ponds, rivers, open spas in the rooms, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And everything's at low level, which of course attracts three-year-olds attention as it does. Mm. Um, and we said, for that reason, we feel we're already exempt. Um, and we said, if we're not exempt, then we'd like to ask for one, if you consider that we aren't already exempt under the Act. Why the lawmakers put that in there, if you're not allowed to use it, is it's beyond me, but I don't understand the legal system. Um,
0: Are you very much of the view that adults need places to be away from their kids, and that you should be absolutely entitled, be you someone running your kind of business, maybe a restaurateur, maybe a a hotel, can you have a shop that says no children inside, please?
4: Well, it's interesting that, as I say, it it was picked up by the West, it then was picked up by the Sydney Morning Herald, and Perth Now, and I went to all these websites to look at their blogs, which I just learned what they were, and... (laughs) We had over 800 blogs on this subject saying how ridiculous it was, and nearly all the people that had subscribed to that blog had children.
0: Okay. That is a good point for us to take this a bit further. Kane Randall, thanks for talking to us.
4: Pleasure. Bye
0: Kane. One three hundred Triple Two Seven Twenty. What do you make about Kane's observations? We're talking kids today with Ian Parmenta on the trials of modern life. And and I guess this is sort of evolving into surely there are places mm. that adults be allowed to go mm. and not have to take their kids with them. But mm. we also want to hear, you know, your experiences with or without children, but we also want to hear from those of you who've just decided not to have children and i'd like to know what your reasons are in a moment we've got our second question for the uh, great digital radio prize hello to you tom
3: hi good morning gentlemen
0: tom do you like do you like kids do you love them do you have them around all the time
3: (laughs) i was a teacher for 40 years
0: Uh, yeah all right what would you like to say tom
3: i have a story about mr parmenter actually Years ago... Steady on. <laughs> and those, it's a good one. It was one of those, for me it was a defining moment, or actually a redefining moment. Um, you used to write um, uh, on the back page of the Herald at one stage. I did. And uh, one, one time you wrote a beautiful piece about the west end of Fremantle, uh, which was quite a lovely little travelogue almost of that area. And, as part of it, you were talking about a child pestering his mother for an ice cream, and then you made this fantastic observation, which has stayed with me ever since that you put into into your words what the child what the child 's attitude was to mother, and that was
0: I want my own way for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered, Tom. <laughs> uh, Tom. Now, just as a young man, yes. did you do that? Yes. Did you say, I want my own way for the rest of your yes, life? Yes, absolutely. Yes, that was a little philosophical. And I'm probably
1: thing. I'm not getting it enough, That, um, and that's probably the, the problem that the children are getting their own way.
0: Well, Brenton says, Chef, don't you know that the best parents are always the ones without kids? Mm. Could be. Let's talk to Sue. Sue, hello.
8: Oh, hello. Um, I'm a school teacher as well. Yes. And I've got it in the back of my car pulled over, a six month old, a two year old and a four year old and I cannot wait to go to one of these adult retreats because <laughs> I, I, I just think it's ridiculous what that lady's done and Kane is absolutely right. I wouldn't expect um Kane to come to my children's swimming or dancing lessons. No. And I think there's a time and place for all ages, for everywhere. So I think Yes, let,
4: bring it on. <laughs> yes. Now, can
1: I ask Sue a question? Uh, Sue, can I ask you a question as a teacher? Yes. Uh, what age children are you teaching? Uh,
8: I teach Five, six, seven-year-olds, you're
1: one and two. Oh, right, so you're primary. Um, yes. Do you find that you're, you're expected to do the work of a parent in your role as a teacher? I know that there are a lot of teachers hmm. that have said to me, look, I'm leaving teaching or I've left teaching because simply I cannot handle uh, being a parent of other people's kids and also uh, handling other, you know, the kids' parents who, whose behaviour is, is getting yeah, worse I, and worse. I think
8: I've always felt that it's harder... Parents are harder to handle than children, yeah. and often you do have childlike behaviour. Only, usually on a small percentage, probably about you know five to ten percent of your class. But sometimes you do really find you're surprised um, mm. when things happen each morning. Children coming, you know, consistently to school with now,
0: life. Or, now, now Sue, so uh, I, I will work on the assumption that you love kids. Yeah, uh, I do. You, you have them and you teach them, and and, and that's a, a great credit to you. Are there some things about them that just do drive you a bit a bit nuts is it is it the uh, endless questions is it sometimes difficulties with concepts of telling the truth Oh,
8: I think I think for me, I think teaching is a lot easier than parenting. Yeah. And I think that's what we um, were alluding to before in terms of um, re- irresponsible parents, um, in terms of you know not for it correctly. I think whinging does my head in the moment. I'm getting yeah. it at the moment. Can I have another biscuit in the back? <laughs> no. um, yeah, just that constant you know nagging to you. And yeah, I think you have to find ways as a parent to. I've got a trouble corner, so you can find it anywhere. You know, in shopping centres, in your house. It just has to be a trouble corner. That's a time out area because. Otherwise, they just
0: wear you down. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they do. So I'm sure you're doing a great job. Sharon, we'll get to you in a moment and we'll take a lot more calls. Uh, I just want to play a little something. There is a brilliant uh, British uh, comedy series called Outnumbered and it's currently playing on uh, pay television here in Australia. It is the story of a uh, husband wife and their three kids. It's partly scripted, but the kids' lines often aren't. It's wonderfully spontaneous and incredibly real.
2: By the way, I don't ask to do any homework. Why? Because the headmaster said that that I looked a bit peaky and maybe I should take a few days off.
4: (laughs) I think that has to be the worst lie. I have ever heard you tell.
2: No, that was Karen's Easter egg got eaten by aliens.
4: No, this this is better, just for sheer audacity.
2: I'm not lying this time. Not that I lie a lot, but I'm not lying this time.
0: Next door's dog threw those words on my wall.
2: No, the alien definitely tops that one.
0: Well the goldfish broke the vase. <laughs> it's it's a brilliant show and it just tells us some uh, some absolute truths. Hello, Sharon.
5: Hi, how are you?
0: Good Sharon, are you a parent?
5: I am. Well I done. am. I have a lovely eleven year old. But um, when he was a baby, I um, escaped to um, to a hotel um, with a girlfriend and I thought, oh, just to get away for a little bit. And um, I was actually going to a marriage breakup. So I thought, I'll escape to a beauty salon and have a nice massage. And um, I, I was, so I was getting away from my screaming child and away from my problems to try and de stress. And I went in there and the whole time I was having my back massage, there was a child in there that did nothing but cry. And, you know, I think there's a time and a place to take your children. And the gentleman that was talking before was saying that um, really you shouldn't, you know, if they don't cater for them, then mm. that's fair enough. They shouldn't have to have them. But people need to be a little bit considerate of others when, when they decide whether to take their children or not.
0: Yeah, I think that's very true, Sharon. Hello to you, Robert.
3: Hello, hello. Um, yeah, I, I followed your... um. Your program on this issue about children, and I've got two uh, two young children of my own, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And for the first couple of years, um, when we could not um, handle them in restaurants and public places, we just decided just to stay home. <coughs> I think the point that uh, some of these, uh, like the spa and the restaurants, that actually do not allow children, it keeps the bad parents out of these places. Because I don't blame the children for misbehaving, the children, but. It's the parents that actually cannot manage them, and um, just to put the pressure on other people to mm. sort of uh, withstand the whole uh, misbehaviour.
0: Mm. Robert, thank you. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. Keen to keen to hear from you.
1: Um, I have a friend who um, eats out of many restaurants, and he will always ring the restaurant in advance if he hasn't eaten there before, and he will say, "Do you have facilities for small children, like high chairs and so on?" And they say, "Yes." Would you like to book? And he says, "No, no, not now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know, and and of course it's not. You know, I just you know coming back from, from France. You know, families eat together in restaurants in France, and I'd never known uh, a tantrum in a French restaurant. So, I think we're doing something that may maybe slightly wrong here, and I think it, it's probably to do with this um this thing uh, uh, this bratocracy that we're operating yes. here, or yeah. or, or some American called it kindergarchy. You know, that's ruled by by young children, and I think. You know, I think it's true, and I, um, I don't know what we do about it, because I know parents are under great pressures. As, you
0: know. well, well, there's an incredible yeah. range of views here. Good on you, Ian. Finally, someone with guts, <laughs> writes David. But similarly, a serious plea for tolerance from a yeah. woman who wanted to remind us that some parents have children who suffer from conditions. Mm. I mean, they often do have mm. outbursts. Oh, yeah. It's not a matter of fault, uh, but no, problems. that's absolutely right. A- a- and we should keep that yeah. in Please yeah. keep that in mind when you're on an aeroplane and the kid's crying. Mm. There's nothing the mother wants more than for that child Mm -hmm. to stop crying. Um, And, Jeff, much as they can be irritating, the kids are the taxpayers of the future. We do need a bit of tolerance. I remember when mine were young and they weren't always angels. G'day, Jeff and Ian. I'm 38, not an old fart, was a single mum for many years, and I really object to children ruining dining experiences. Mm -hmm. If your kids are disruptive, stay home or have a picnic. Yes, it can be boring and lonely. Hello, single mum or hard work, but you are a parent. Suck it up. I never inflicted my kids, brackets, who were well-behaved, on strangers. The other night, my 17-year-old and I were at a restaurant in Cottesloe. It was 6.30, and a beautifully dressed old couple were out for tea. Perhaps they'd saved up for a special occasion. The experience was ruined by four unruly kids who threw food around, and their parents sat at another table and ignored them. I love children, but I'm fed up with some parents. There you are. I think that's a lot of it, we, isn't there, Jeff? Yeah. Do you know what, those of you who are struggling with this, and, and Trent, Michael, Sharon, Lee, we're going to get to you in just a moment. Um, there are places you can go. Yes. Uh, just as you can always go on the internet to find like-minded people, uh, some sound, some not, some deviant, but we won't go into that worm. Um, there are actually websites mm. for people who don't much like kids. I know. I've had a look it's, at some of these. Yeah. That's it's not a hate important. kid website no, or anything like no, no, that. Um, but this, this is what was on one of them. Um, It's called, I don't like children. (laughs) It's pretty straight, isn't it? I know this sounds bad, but I don't like children or babies. I don't hate them, Mm. uh, but they're not for me. Uh, Being a woman in the United States, this is against the norm, I guess. When some of my friends learn I don't want to hold their babies, they're sometimes offended. Mm. Some understand and say, yeah, I used to be like that, like it's something to be overcome. Seriously, I have absolutely no interest in having kids, making kids, or being around kids, I even worked in a daycare center for a couple of summers. I have no interest. I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. Not everyone should have kids. It doesn't make me a freak or a bad person. Uh, I just, I just hate. <laughs> sorry, I thought it was a, I thought I was misreading it. I just hate poo and drool. <laughs> At the inconvenience of asking for a babysitter whenever I want to go somewhere without kids. I don't want to lose my identity to the kid I'm raising. I want to change the world through my work without worrying about what my offspring is doing. No distractions. That's the way for me. And don't blame me for thinking like that. Mm, There you are. That's fair enough, isn't it? Fair enough. Uh, Because we are, uh, you know, uh, there is always this presumption. Two people get together. Mm. When are you going to have kids? Say the grandparents-to-be.
1: There is an, also an occupational thing. What, um, a friend of mine said to me uh, after she heard that, heard that this um, segment was going to be on, she said, look, I would love to have kids. And, uh, and somebody a similar age to, um, to that text uh, that you read out previously, the 38-year-old. And she said, I, I am not in a relationship. I, I'm not going to have kids. But I find that I am discriminated against at work because I don't have kids. Yeah. Because I don't get to choose my holiday times the way that you know, parents do. And plus, I don't get the you know the long you know the long leave, the maternity leave, paternity leave, and so on. So it is discriminatory, and I mean, it's bad enough, she said, not having children, but then to add to that um, by the sort of pressures on you to have children, yeah. makes it even worse.
0: And it's really it's really tough. We should try and understand that because there is that counter argument that says, well, do you know what, the taxes of those mm. young people will look after mm. you as you go into your old age. But I wonder if you sometimes feel a bit um, a bit a. a a bit of a freak, as that correspondent uh, uh, wrote, because you don't much like them. Hello, Trent.
7: Morning, Jeff. How are you?
0: I'm well, and I love children. Yeah. And Ian Parmenta and I'm likes getting Girl, and... They're warming on me. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I, I, I like children myself. I've got a couple uh, of, uh, of small girls myself. Um, separated from my partner so I don't see them as often as I would like to but um, just recently before I got my most recent job I was uh, unemployed and a couple of my friends with children uh, thought it was a perfect uh, opportunity to uh, to uh, use my free time um, to help out and I was more than, than happy at first to help out um, until I realised uh just how misbehaved some people's children can be. And I actually, we had a bit of a... I had a falling out with a couple of friends when I, in the end, had to tell them that I just couldn't handle looking after their children anymore. Um, so, yeah, it just... Uh it was a bit of a hard situation
0: to be in. Yeah, but you know what, I like, I like you being honest enough to say you don't want to look after other kids. No, truly, <laughs> yeah. I, I've, we, we, have, uh, we have friends um, uh, with kids that, <laughs> that I've never much liked and, um, and it, it really does have an impact on your relationship too because yeah. you bring up your kids a certain way, yeah. to, you know, to, to have good manners and to, and to do the right thing. And if other kids', kids parents don't care, yeah. um, it does make for a fairly combustible picnic, Trent. It uh, does, definitely. Hey, thanks for the call. Uh, hi, Jeff and Ian. We took our kids to lunch at a quaint English pub. The landlord stepped his way over eight dogs in the bar to tell us that young kids <laughs> were not welcome. <knock> <laughs> Michael, good morning.
7: Good morning. I just have an interesting supermarket story, which I'm quite proud of, and uh, I'll sort of change the names to protect the innocent, but I have a daughter who's eight and a son who's five, and I don't live with their mum. And... Uh, I know you always see the kids asking their parents in a in the supermarket, can I have some chips? Can I have some chocolate biscuits? Well, my daughter was saying, Dad, Dad, can I have some Tim Tams? And my little guy, who I won't say his name, says, Molly, you know we don't eat crap with Dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good, isn't it?
7: Good Very, Tim good. Tams. Very good. And, but one little positive thing about the kids is that some of the qualities that we don't like in kids that over exuberance and that enthusiasm and that constant questioning they're very attractive qualities in adults
0: Uh, that's thank you michael that's a nice observation And, and this from Stuart. i don't really understand ian's point here i've got a child 14 and he and his friends are fantastic young people who i would happily take anywhere however i know and see a lot of adults who should never be allowed into restaurants and health spas yeah, that's uh, true. Obviously, too. we're careful yeah, about making yeah, generalisations yeah. here. Yes, we are. Hi, Sharon.
8: Hi, um, I'm in the hospitality industry.
0: Ah, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, is that you? Cracking your knuckles as you're about to start speaking? <laughs> oh
8: no, no, Yeah, basically. I've got no, I work in an open kitchen up in the um, up in Pilbara. Yeah. And it's amazing how many of the parents bring their children in and just let them run. Mm. They don't really care. They'll be sitting in one area and the kids will be playing out in the outside.
7: Mm. Yeah. and they
8: just run amok and the mess that they leave, it's a parent as well though because I wouldn't take my kids, I'm a single parent too and I wouldn't let my kids run amok and make the mess that these kids do around the kitchen, around the restaurant. It's just absolutely
0: disgusting. Yeah, it is and I think we are getting to the nub of all this and it is uh, how parents choose to bring up their kids. Uh, Paul says, I went to a flesh restaurant in Penang with three kids. One staff got $20 off us and he then took them across the road. That's not a bad idea. Um, I love kids, but if I'm spending money to go out, I want adult company, leave the kids at home. Many parents are completely unaware of their children's behavior. Andrew writes, they've done away with smacking, but not replaced it with anything else. And this observation, too many parents want to be their child's friend. They want their child to be happy. They forget that being a parent involves saying no once in a while. That's very true. Although they do, say, you know, they used Great to be feedback. that. Yeah, it is. There used yeah. to be that uh, terrible Bill Cosby show, uh, in the United States. say children say the darndest things, mm. but they do. Have a listen to this. More from outnumbered.
4: Doors are locked. Windows are locked.
0: Burglars can't get in. Okay.
2: What if they come down the chimney?
4: Nobody can come
0: down the chimney.
2: Santa can. He's bigger than most burglars.
4: Yeah, but Santa's
1: not around. Round is he this time of year?
2: Maybe demons can. <laughs> well, but fairies do exist.
1: Yeah, no, fairies do, but
4: fairies are very unlikely to tie us up and rob us in our beds. I've got to go. I've got to go downstairs.
2: What about a big, ginormous tarantula, creeping, and then it comes onto the bed and kills us with its ginormous...
0: <laughs> yeah, see, it can happen. It, <laughs> it can happen. Um, this is Leigh. Hello to you, Lee.
2: Yeah, Hi. Um, I am um, motherless. I, I don't have any children. Yeah. I have spent time several occasions at Kane's um, establishment, and yeah. I think it's marvellous. Um, I don't have children, not by choice. I cannot have children.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, I am often frowned upon because I don't have children.
0: Mm. In, in what I when do, and when do you notice it, Lee? And when does it bother you most?
2: to have children and have that maternal instinct.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, I don't have children. I love children. I think they're marvelous little creatures and they should be taught how to become adults. People are just, from my observation, to say I'd love to have them. But it seems that people don't take the time to put boundaries. Everything has to be instant and the easiest way to stop a child from nagging is to give it what it asks for. And there's no limits.
0: No, that's, that's, that's very true. Um, do, you think, do you think things might change, Lee? Because, you know, the nature of the way we live has changed quite a lot. It has uh, Not changed. everyone gets married anymore. Um, that's right. um, You get a lot of uh, the uh, uh, sex and gender issues now. A lot of people don't want to be partnered by people of the opposite sex. A lot of people don't want to have kids. Do you think as time goes by, um, those sort of observations about your life will change?
2: many issues involved in all of this. Um, You know people who uh, cannot have children now have the opportunity of going and having surgically enhanced babies. Mm. Um, uh, Men that are as in a couple situation are now able to go Mm. and uh, and have their own child which I think is totally out of order. Mm. Um, There's no balance in that situation.
0: I guess the thing is it's a very complicated business, isn't it? Certainly is. All aspects of it. We're Certainly getting lots of text messages. I'm a parent of a well behaved three year old. I take him out all the time. The problem I believe is that many parents look at restaurants and shops as a free babysitting service. Mm. And this, my husband and I swear that the same screaming child follows us around every shopping centre we go in. <laughs> Our daughter is now 16. (laughs) Uh, And this, I love it. I love it when people tell us where they're from. I'm one of those terrible Centrelink employees. I wish we could ban kids from the office. The feral parents Mm. let their brats run riot. And Kim observes what works for one child doesn't always work for the sibling. I was stuck at home for five years with one child because she was impossible to control. Yet the other I could take anywhere. Mm. Curious. Yes, you're doing beautifully, ladies and gentlemen. Thank yes, you very are. much. In a couple of moments, we're going to have our our last quiz question and we'll have our winner of that digital radio. We've already played the first two questions. The third one, it's a doddle, is coming up. Hello, Lynn
6: Hello, how are you going?
0: Good, thanks, and Lynn Lee.
6: I've been observing over years. I'm um, in my 60s now and I just think that um, sometimes it's better for people to recognise that they're not meant for the job of being a parent because I think of the other side of you know, in the balance of it, it's better not to have a kid that, whose life might be impacted by the fact that they've got a parent who really can't be bothered. Um, mm. It's just a thought that I have, and I think that there are a lot of sad little kids out there that haven't got the parents doing the job that they ought to be doing, and um, I admire the people that can acknowledge it before they go and have children.
0: Yeah, mm. it'd be a very hard thing to acknowledge, wouldn't it?
6: Well, I think if they if, if, you know, when you're young, you don't think about things, um always in a balanced way you just sort of rush into things i mean i've been guilty of doing all kinds of things myself that i perhaps wouldn't have done at at an older age but um you know i think thinking about having children is something very serious and they really ought to give it a bit more thought and perhaps um that's something that uh they they should really look into even talking to their parents more and all types of things like that so that they can actually make a better decision
0: yeah, mm. Lynn, thank you very much. This program's had such a big response today. We're going to make it our podcast of the day at abc.net.au forward slash Perth. Uh, Steve, good day. Good day, hey guys. How hey are
9: Steve. you, Steve? How's things?
0: Oh,
1: very good. We're really enjoying day. it.
9: Well, so am I. But I have a, a bad feeling. I'm about to be the first caller that uh, parents throughout our great state are about to put a voodoo doll towards me because I'm. Going to be the one to say oh, I hate kids and all oh, I feel the the torture.
0: No, no, no not at all. Because we actually, well,
1: and this morning I hated kids. Apparently, yeah. according to... yes.
9: That's no, uh, true. I mean, go on, Steve. Well, I feel I'm very fortunate. I'm in my early thirties and uh, I've got a beautiful wife who also uh, is is on the same boat. And I think I'm that's where I'm very blessed because we don't want kids because of the fact that, well. We're selfish, and it's a terrible thing to say. But I mean, we like to enjoy our holidays. We like to do things, and we don't want to be. And we're not. We're not currently inclined. I mean, I had to almost lost a friendship where I, I knocked my, my best mate and his, his wife back when they offered to me to be the, the godfather of their child, and I, I said no, I don't want to because I, I just do not like
0: children. Oh, Steve, I appreciate your candour. Did you did you have to say that to these people? Did I, you say, I actually don't like <laughs> them generally and yours specifically?
4: <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I, I find myself
9: making excuses sometimes now to not go and see them because the screaming kids just running around like, look at me, pay me attention and, and I just they wear me out. Mm. And the, the best thing about kids is you can give them back to their parents when you see them and spending five minutes with children just reinforces my decision and my wife's decision that we we don't want children and like the was it Lynn the previous caller like we we don't believe we'd be bad parents we we believe we're, we're, we're terrific people and but it would be selfish and wrong of us to have children just for the sake of having children to populate the world when we wouldn't be giving the child the best interest because We're not parentally that way, like we're saying. We want to, we do, if we want to go somewhere, we will. If we want to do whatever, we want to travel, we want to do things, explore and go places.
0: We don't want to, and it's going to sound terrible, but we don't want a child weighing us down. No, that's fair enough,
1: Steve. Talking of giving kids back, um, there was a comment that Peter Costello made, and of course, he was the one that famously gave the baby bonus out. And uh, one of his constituents, I think it was, came up to him and said, Oh, yes, um, Treasurer. Um, look, I've had one for Mum and one for for Dad, and I've had a kid for the for the um, what is it? The country. Yeah. Um, when are you going to come and collect it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean.
7: The uh, first words I spoke in the.
0: No, I played the wrong <laughs> thing. Oh, damn! I was going to be so clever. This is what I was going to play, which is it's going to remind you of the joys of children. I
2: got the ace, so I should start. Wait, Jesus, you know they're, lovely. they're lovely. Ian, they're lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cut yeah. the cards yeah. to see who's going to go first. No, they're lovely. Mm. It's yours That ability to shriek and scream. Ian, thank you very much.
1: No, it's been a pleasure. And by the way, can I just make a mention of aunts and uncles? We don't have an aunts and uncles day. We have a mothers and fathers day. I think it discriminates against aunts and uncles. I might take it to the Equal Opportunity Commission. I'm (laughs) about to form an organisation called Aunts and Uncles for the Sensible Rearing of Children, which will be known as OzRock. So stay tuned.
0: That is brilliant. Ian Parvento, always a pleasure having you in the studio and the Trials of Modern Life. Thank you. I'll be back tomorrow. Till
1: then, Aru. Today, 720 ABC Perth goes digital. To be one of the first to own, experience and enjoy the great sounds of digital radio, make sure you're listening today to 720 ABC Perth on air, online and on digital
8: radio.